in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the enduring Glenn Stansberry. You know, he endures me every week. So I have to say he's an enduring guy. You know? Wow. Brian, that's too kind. (sighs) Too kind. I think. Uh, And you know what, uh, Glenn, you also endure is in addition to me uh you also endure being a co-founder of uh site called gentleman.com <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> i didn't know where you're going with that well yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, moving on so and and the gentleman.com glenn uh in case people out there don't know this which is very unlikely mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty everybody knows what gentleman.com is mm-hmm. but for the just in case i'll just gonna, i'm gonna go ahead and spell it out Rare, like yeah. we don't know that you know what it is uh Gentlemen is a site for manly content. It's a great time to spend. Uh, wait, I said that wrong. It's a great place to spend a little bit of your time in your yes. in your day. You know, in your week, in your month. This year, it's a good place to spend some time. So take a little bit of time this year. Make it a goal. <laughs> make it this year. Make it a you know half this half year. New Year's resolution. If you're yeah, you're it's 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 eight months in. You got four months left. You can still yeah. devote a lot of time to gentlemen.com, and and you will get back from that a great amount of enjoyment. And, uh, and yeah, so, and then when you spent that time and you've achieved that goal, there's a little another mountaintop that you can go up to. And that is to listen to all the gentleman podcasts <laughs> from start to finish. Um, yes. All the way through. All the way. You won't regret it. Well, you no. might regret it, but you listening to entire gentleman podcasts is like running a marathon, Glenn. And you can relate to this. I, okay, you know? yeah. You, you start to get a little bit, you get about 10 or 15 minutes in, you're like, I can't do 10 this. 10 or 15 minutes this. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you get like an hour and a half in, and you're like, this is, I, I got to right. quit. You know, I got to stop. My leg hurts. My face hurts. Well, you know? the, the, beauty, the beauty of it is, Brian, is that um, if, you, if you subscribe via iTunes, mm-hmm. Apple does this wonderful thing where if you aren't happy with something that you just listened to, they mm-hmm. will actually refund your time. That's right. Um, so through the magic of Apple, so they refund look your time. if you guys don't like it, just talk to Apple. They will refund your time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we're not sorry, responsible for that. Yeah, well, that's out of our hands. It is. But um, Apple has that magic, uh, that new uh, iTime thing. iTime. That, that they uh, they refund your time actually. So it's got to no. It's got to be something more like genius. Like uh, I, <laughs> I. Um, I pontificator. Savant. Oh, I okay. pontificator. That's I pontificator. Right. That's right. That, that if you do not like the pontification that you witness, then you are uh, you are subject to a refund. I was, so. I was, yeah. Okay. I could. I kind of going with like I Mozart or yeah. I, yeah. You know. Lots of lots of nicknames for it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We I don't know what the kids are calling us these days. But <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us. Um, then you can you can send us an email at howdyatgentleman.com you can send us a letter to P.O. Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four and we will um, we will we will answer the call we will we will write you an email back we mm-hmm. will um, we might talk about you on the show yep. we might talk about you behind your back 
Um, yeah, it's a lot of options. The, yeah, we, a lot, lot of opportunity for there being is, talked about. There is. So if you're interested in that, if you're a glutton for punishment, mm-hmm. you can uh, send us an email at howdoyagentleman.com. You can go to gentleman.com. You can go to podcast.gentleman.com. You can go to facebook.com slash gentleman. You can send us a letter to P.O. Box 442305-Lawrence-Kansas-66044, and we will respond in kind. So We will. I uh, just wanted to let you know that. that was the, uh, that's, the, that's the pitch for this episode. So get in touch with us if you want to. If not, time to start the show. Glenn. Time to start the show. And you know what the start of the show starts with? The drink of the week. The yes. drink of the week, Glenn. And uh, this week, um, I was at the liquor store, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I was at the store. I was uh, staring at this cavernous uh, freezer of of beers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I going to... What am I going to do? Cavernous. I don't know. I, you know, okay. I was like, hello, 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 yeah. hello. What, what beer should I get? What beer should I get? It's yeah. Miller time, time, And all of a sudden, this shining light... Shown at me, Glenn, and I noticed the slogan on this can. And, and why don't you read this for me, Glenn? What does it say at the top of the can? Top of the can. It's like Sputnik. Oh, let me turn it here. A virtual planetoid. <laughs> I didn't know that. Was so <laughs> this is a Scotch ale, and that that line that Glenn just read is from one of our favorite movies. Yep. So the the top three. Favorite movies that Glenn and I have are <laughs> Twister. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dumb and Dumber, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer. Very underrated. Very underrated. Very underappreciated. Uh, much like us. Much like me and Glenn. Yeah, very underrated and underappreciated. Underappreciated. <laughs> and, and we're losing appreciation yeah, as, we, as we speak. Every, th- every time we open our mouths. Um, <laughs> so, but, so anyway, that, that slogan is actually taken from the movie. And this is a Scotch ale. Mm-hmm. And in the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, it, it stars Mike Jeez. Myers. And his da- he plays himself as his dad. And he's from Scotland, and yeah. he's kind of your typical old curmudgeon-y uh, guy. But he, you know, he plays a <laughs> with a plays up the Scottish heritage of his family in the movie. Um, I'm laughing thinking about uh, <clears throat> this, is, this is great, Brian. I, yeah, this makes this beer so much better. So this is uh, this is from the uh, Oscar Blues Brewery in Colorado, USA. And uh, you know, before we pour this straight down our throats um, I thought I'd kind of look up the, the company a little bit something about the company uh, I think they're the second largest uh, brewers in Colorado if really? I'm not mistaken um, yeah and uh, they started out in 1999 and in 2002 supposedly there's a little bit of a little bit of controversy about oh. this but supposedly they are um, the original craft brewers to start with to, to go with the cans over the bottles oh the we've, so. we've had the discussion about cans Brian that how they're touted as um, you know eco friendly yep um, the beer lasts longer yep um, all these things the it's better for the beer but hang on a second Brian it also costs pennies to the dollar to bottle yep. it well to package it I guess you can't there's it's, no bottles. It's, the, it's an interesting narrative, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard I've heard all kinds of stuff about it from breweries. Like, it's it's better for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less waste. They're easier to carry around mm-hmm. for you. You don't they're have lighter. to carry all these. They're, they're they lighter. Break. You can dispose of them easier. Yeah. Uh, also, they're super cheap for us to make. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Anyway, but um, yeah, and then there's also the. Uh, uh, there was another point that they always try to make about these uh, about the oh uh, the cans used to not be lined so you used to have a tin taste to them but now you can't tell the difference between the taste of the two ah okay I don't know I don't know if I believe that I, I don't 
I, I used to have every time I used to have a can of beer, I used to hate the taste of it. Because of the tin? Yeah, but uh. now it doesn't seem as much, but maybe that's BS. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out, Len. <laughs> and that is to crack these open right now. Alright, so, let's do it. Yeah. Hot summer day. Cold brew. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Now Ooh. this is a this is a scotch ale. Ooh. And scotch ales are also known as strong ales or wee heavy as the other name that mm. they're known by. Brian, that is tasty. It, it's a good beer. It's it, Scotch ales are uh, typically sweeter and fuller bodied um, mm. and uh, promotes, uh, pronounced malty caramel and roasted malt flavor is characteristics that made up this kind of beer. And it tastes a little scotchy. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to have that, that kind of... Uh, that peat mossy yeah. vibe to it. So did, I'm guessing, I know on some Scotch ales, like they'll actually let it sit in a in a um, uh, a wooden cask that's had Scotch in it. I don't, now, I, I don't know if they do that. Now here. there's supposedly there is a difference between Scotch ales and Scottish ales. Mm. And so Scottish ales might be the peat mossy ones. I'm okay. not sure. I'm not 100 percent. Well. Sure I, I can I can tell you what I am 100 percent on is the taste is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. I like this one. Uh, mm. I haven't had this before. Uh, just kind of something that I've never tried, so I figured I'd toss it on here and see what happened. Tell me, tell me about the price point, Brian. Because we've talked about you know beers and how two things about this. Okay, okay. This, the price point's pretty good. I think it was like eight fifty for the six pack. Okay, which is um, it's a little bit higher than some things, but not to the ten dollar level, which is where in Kansas that's kind of what the the higher six packs, four pack, the you know the artisan four packs or whatever. Right. Now you're talking right. about cans, and we are yeah we're talking about cans yeah, here, not so, bottles, so it's less beer. Yeah, so yeah, eight fifty, okay. so kind of middle of the road. But uh, you know, I was talking to Laura about the drink of the week, mm-hmm. and uh, she th- she thinks she's of the mind, and I agree with her. That after we talk about the uh, the drink, that we should give it a rating. We should give it a gentleman rating, okay. an official gentleman rating. So How I many? think from going forward, we're going to have to uh, to rate the beer. What's our unit of measure? What do we use? Like um, stashes or sta- yeah? How many? How many, many um, stars? Stars is so generic. How, uh, mustache curls. Oh yeah. Uh, how many or, or mustache or, twists? Yeah. How many twists? <laughs> how many twists of the mustache? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, do we give it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe so. Maybe like out of out of five twists. Okay. Uh, maybe ten. Maybe ten twists would be okay. better. So out of how many twists out of ten? Man. This. Jeez, I don't know. I would say this would probably be like a seven. That's what I was. I was gonna say seven it's or a seven. Six. It's not great. It's pretty. good. It's really good. It's pretty good. Uh, Eight fifty price points, kind of highish. Mm. So. And we do factor price in our rating. That's right. It's so if it was a like deal. a four dollar beer, but yeah. it tasted okay, well, that's yeah. going to be an eight. that's going to bump it up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because so. not everybody is, you know, Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. That's right. And we certainly are not them. No, <clears throat> no, we are not. Anyway, okay, so that gets seven twists out of ten. Mm. Seven twists of the stash. It's good though. It is good. I like that one. Um, okay, Glenn. So moving on, uh, we're we start some. We we have some tax to talk about. Yeah, Brian. we do. We have some. We better get down to brass tax. Oh, 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 oh. Please, please insert a laugh track now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first one up was added by our good buddy El Sueco. Yep. And El Sueco posted this uh, link to a Salon.com article: How one man destroyed the Food Network. Guy Fieri made culinary TV into a viewer's hell. Yes. And basically. 
the article is interesting and it hits home with me because well first of all the article talks about how you know the food the food network used to actually be about you know cooking cooking food and yeah. now it's about you know like talking about it's a it's a major shift and now it's about like talking about food and it's all about ratings and you know gorging yourself and over the top things right um for the, for the most part mm-hmm. and how Guy Fieri has all these cooking shows and they're all you know like kind of centered around the same thing where he just right. like screams at TV and has these like oh what's that what's that other lady that uh cooks everything in like lard uh, that got in trouble for the diabetes you know oh, talking about Paula Deen Paula Deen he's basically like a male like I think the article what do they call him a mid nineties uh, college scene. garage band yeah. front man. Let's roll through this, guys. Okay, first of all, let me. I want to <laughs> ask you how to pronounce this dude's name because I think it's Fieri. Fieri. Fieri? Okay, because I was thinking immediately Ferrari, <laughs> and then I thought Fiero, maybe the old, uh, Pontiac Fiero. He looks like a Fiero driver. Not yeah, this is a Ferrari. But yeah. okay, this guy, in addition to uh, his go-to show that he hosts, you know, the big one, which is Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Right. Guy can also. <laughs> Uh, annoy you while hosting guys grocery games guys big bite uh rachel versus guy celebrity cook-off rachel versus guy kids cook-off and food network star so i thought when they listed those off i thought they were like jokes i thought it was a joke but those I, are actual shows i think i have never heard of any of those shows well, uh, <laughs> you obviously don't watch enough of the food network okay so here's the thing glenn i don't see the thing about this that bugs me and i, I really identify with this article a lot because uh, this this happened without me knowing it. Like I used to, <laughs> I used to back in the day. I would kind of casually watch Food Network once yeah. in a while. Like this, the, the article mentions about how he's really upset because he would he really liked the old Food Network where they actually talked about cooking and showed you how to cook. Right. And now it's just about like I, I saw a show the other day where this this guy guy not guy guy the guy oh guy Fieri? guy 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 Fierro guy Fierro uh, guy Ferrari was just, his whole. Uh, his whole show was just he was going around to these different barbecue places and eating their barbecue in the kitchen and like asking them about their recipe. He okay. was just like, "Oh, this is really good." And he was like eating the barbecue, and he's like, "Oh, you're putting a lot of salt in that." That was the part. That's the part he played in the show. Anyway, huh. the point is, they used to have these shows where they would have people like, "Here's my recipe. Here's what we're cooking. Here's how we're cooking it. Here's how I cook this. Here's how I do this." You know, they would actually show you some kind of educational value, and then they figured out. No one wants any education, Glenn. Right. You know, it's all about the, you know... Nobody cooks anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you do? Well, so, this hits home for me, because this reminded me, when I was reading this article, this reminded me exactly... This is interesting, because this is going to dovetail on a couple things. This reminded me exactly of the Travel Channel, because around the same time that I was kind of... I was watching the Food Network and stuff like that, I used to watch the Travel Channel, and they used to actually have shows about travel, exactly. where they would like go to different places, and they would show you like real people like going to these places and give you know tips and stuff like that, and how it's. And the, I would actually like that a lot. And then it was like that one summer, I think they just completely changed everything, and it was like the Las Vegas network. Like yeah. everything was about Vegas, like everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I there was the, it was that. a weird time. Like they didn't know what they were doing, and it was I, like I bet it was like a sponsorship from Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I think like, it was. It was like they they sold out their entire programming schedule. Every show souls. was yeah. about yeah. Every show was about. Vegas. I mean, that's probably about what like four years ago, something like yeah, that, five years. It was ago. a long time ago. Well, now you were saying, Glenn, that you noticed the between these two networks, they flip flopped. Right. right. So now, so now the Travel Channel. 
uh, only talks about food. I mean, all the shows are like about you know food in, in different places yeah. in the world. You know, yeah, and yeah, like Anthony Bourdain and stuff like that was that was on the Food Network. Yeah, but he was like going off to these other places. No, no travel. Oh, travel channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But but he's talking about and basically the show is about food. Who's That's what, dude. What was the guy like the World's Strangest Foods or something like oh, that? Oh, World's. I used to watch that show, um, and it, but bizarre. that was on the Travel Channel. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, again, another yeah. you know portly guy that yeah. just goes around places and like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you can always you always know the reaction he's going to have, and yeah. then he'll he'll say, okay, you know, you have the notes of like you're kind of loosely yeah. characterized. This pig bung has uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The floral notes, man. Of the, yeah, these pig testicles are yeah delicious. Ooh, yeah. We call them. But, well, anyway, uh, yeah. So, not to, yeah, go go a little too far down the rabbit hole there, but yeah. but yeah, it's interesting how these. And I think you're. I think you hit the 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 nail on the head when you said you know nobody really wants to know about instruction or in cooking any, cooking anymore. No, I think, and it's weird because there's all these. <laughs> take it one step further. There's all these sites out there now, cooking sites. Yeah, they're all about recipes. They're all about recipes that are just massive. People yeah. are just doing tons of googling. And I think it may be because people just don't want to sit around and wait mm-hmm. and watch how something's made. They'd rather just get a yeah, that could be a YouTube yeah tutorial or just a little quick little recipe online. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All yeah. I know is that it's weird. And Guy Fieri, his shows are just kind of. I imagine I could sit through a couple of them, but I don't know. I think I yeah. I think I've not, watched it before. Or something I, I've never yeah. You remember that guy Emerald? Yeah, we were like, bam, you yeah. know, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of seems like an Emerald kind of guy. Whatever happened to Emerald? Emerald Lagasse, Bella Lagosi. I, I, I don't know. Uh, in the article, they linked up. Oh no, no. Uh, El Suico actually in the comment section of Gentleman linked to an, uh, a review of, of a couple of years ago of Guy Fieri's. He, he opened a restaurant, a restaurant in Times Square. Oh, and uh, the review was just like brutal. It was basically saying, "Guy, like it, the whole thing is just making a mockery of his." Times Square seemed like the perfect place for an open up restaurant because he's right. all about like the bombastic, like exactly. in your face, like stuff, and that's just it. like Times Square. Yeah, exactly. And Times Square, you know, is... wait, Times Square, Brian. Mm, maybe that'll come up again later in the show. Could be. Think? Could be. I don't know. We'll see. We'll oh. see. Okay. Well, I just read my little line note there. Insert teaser here. Yeah. Exactly. Insert hook so, here. Okay. Uh, if you want to hear more about Times Square, mm-hmm. later in the episode, we're going to circle back around and talk about Times Square a little bit more. But for now, Guy Fierro, close your restaurant. Fierro. Get away from all your shows. Stop your, you know, cooking with kids and Rachel Ray and all that stuff. Rachel, Rachel Ray is kind of in the same vein, too, where, like, she's mm-hmm. kind of over the top. That's what I... Obnoxious. Yeah. I think they picked, like, three of their hosts, and they've just been, like, putting them on all their shows. Oh. You know, like, the, the HGTV does this, too. They only have, like, three hosts... Or maybe it's it's one of those home improvement networks. Oh yeah, well they have like the big name do a bunch of shows. They have like one dude, and he does like six different. It's like all crashers, like yard crashers, uh, something crashers. Uh, Man, it's it's so weird. Like the whole and the whole product placement thing's really weird too. Because like on those, I think it's HGTV. No, 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 DIY Network. Okay. They all they all go to Lowe's. Oh, and they show up at Lowe's and they look for people supposedly to go and like remodel their house. Oh, so you knew that I yeah that you would be here today. Yeah, exactly. And so. you needed a house remodel. Yeah, uh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't miss cable. Uh, I haven't had cable, and I pay for this. You know, uh, I don't know. I miss I pay sports. For the sports. Yeah, I pay for the that's sports. that's what it is. I don't watch I don't watch this stuff. 
I don't sit at home and eat popcorn and watch HGTV. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't do such a thing. No, our DIY network. <clears throat> Moving on. We should move on, Glenn. That was, yep. We talked about that long enough. We, um, yes, we did. That was... So, moving on, we're going to make oh, this a good post from our, our good, 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 good old friend Zamoose. Um, not old as in age. I mean, no. old friend as in he's been around a long time. And Wizened. like this guy a lot. Um, huge gentleman member. Huge gentleman contributor. Love this guy. Um, and he, he posted this really awesome article all about rye whiskey and how it made a big comeback. And this is pretty interesting, Glenn. And it talks about how back in the day... Um, bourbon whiskey was like the the standard. That mm-hmm. was like that was what you drank if you were a gentleman. You know what I mean? Right. And so rye whiskey almost almost disappeared, basically. Then a decade ago, um, the rye whiskey started making a comeback, Glenn. Mm. And the, the the whole article is about the story about how this happened. And you know, I enjoy rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. I, I have there's a there's a rye whiskey called Bullet, Bullet that I really mm-hmm. like. Uh, I, I like Old Overholt, even though they they slam it in the they article. slam it in the article. They say it's Old Overholt is crap, but Old Overholt, although he's a he's he's hanging in there. He's been he's been hanging in there for a long time, and he's still eighteen ten. That's right. Um, but Two anyway, years. Anyway, what this this article distills down to <laughs> is the fact that this is kind of interesting. I never knew this, but in the nineteen nineties, uh, Seagrams actually put a lot of money into researching rye uh, whiskeys uh, not as a as, as a full-on product it was going to be um, a mixture that they're going to mix in with some of their blended whiskeys like Crown Royal Serum um, 7 stuff like that yeah and um, but also what happened in the 90s was that um, they decided that they were going. They wanted to. Um, they wanted to go out and and get outside of just brewing or distilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they decided to purchase MCA, which is the parent company of Universal Studios and its theme parks. Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah, and because that's a natural you know thing, and uh, might as well just get into theme parks and stuff. You know. Um, anyway, I, that apparently failed awfully like disastrously mm-hmm. and it's so much so that Seagram's uh, which had been in business since 1857 tanked and had to sell off everything and right. then you know what they had was this huge supply of rye whiskeys that they were selling on cheap like super cheap like they have to get rid of them and no one wants rye whiskeys so there was a small amount of people that realized there was some value there and stepped in uh, and purchase the um, the rye whiskeys, um, and I think it was like uh, a couple of companies here. D- Midwest Grain Products Ingredients, which is outside of uh, just I, about outside an hour of, away from here. Yeah, actually. just outside Actress of our Kansas. our stomping grounds. Uh, bought the distillery, but there was also a couple of companies that actually bought the stock of rye whiskey. Oh, I see. Yeah, and that and they turned those into uh, the Bullet, which I just re- referenced. Um, Bullet whiskey. Um, and then a couple of other brands, and then there's a lot of small batch rye whiskey companies that snapped up the rest of it, and they've right. been selling it. Anyway, the point is, so because they got this huge discount on it, they turned them in these products, and then they started making a comeback. Um, so they started out, so now they're making rye whiskey again, uh, right. which is pretty awesome because it's weird how like perceptions kind of judge. Because like back in the day, it was like rye whiskey seemed like oh you know no one wants this crap you know but then it was like not it was out of production for a long time somebody puts a bullet label on it and slaps it out there and people are all into it again so yeah it's the whole you know ebb and flow of the market you know it's true. like 
I mean, think about the foresight of those guys. I mean, talk about picking stocks, right? Like, hey, right. we'll just pick up a bunch of premium, high-quality aged rye yeah. whiskey on the cheap, and then they turn around, they're making multiples on the dollar of what they paid for it. Um, yeah. You know, well, that's that's pretty awesome. This and article makes a point, too, that it's kind of interesting that Seagram's actually spent a lot of time and effort on making this rye whiskey really good. Like, they tried really hard to yeah. do a really good job with it. Then they had to turn around and sell it. Um, and, you know, they, they basically said that these guys that were able to buy the the rye acquired it cheaply. Um, they, they they acquired a superb product. Mm-hmm. And they got it right when consumer demand was about to go through the roof. So they basically hit the jackpot for releasing a new product exactly on time. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and if you think about it, like when it was in the '90s that Seagram mm-hmm. st- tried to buy MCA, yeah. or they did buy. Yeah, uh, that'd be right around now. It'd be a twenty-year, a twenty-year, yeah. yeah, whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, that's a that's a lot of twenty maybe years it, sell for a lot of. Maybe I should divest my stocks and <laughs> buy barrels of whiskey. No, 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 not whiskey because they're high right now. You got to think of something. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just thinking about how like. PBR, you know, PBR mm. kind of gained that cult following and kind of yeah, yeah. rose from the ashes, kind of right, again. Right. So what's the next so, PBR? Maybe yeah, old granddad. Old granddad. We could that. Yeah. We there could. we go, Brian. Yeah, we could get in, involved with that. That's probably at an all-time low right now. You know. Well, because we've been yeah promoting because it. we've been yeah, yeah. we've kind of uh, sullied their name a little bit. Well, sorry, Granddad. Yeah, but we only meant well. We, yeah, we did. Mm. You've given us so much. Exactly. We just wanted to give something <laughs> we back. We just want to give back. Uh, oh well. Anyway, well, okay. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should look into buying some barrels of whiskey that I can keep under the house or something. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You got a climate cooled. Uh, yeah. You have like one of those ladders down into the cellar, yeah. the wine cellar. Do that anytime. Man. No problem. All right. Well, the next one is is uh. We had a lot of food and drink uh, tax today. We did, yeah. They were kind you of hungry un- when we, unintentionally we were working on this list? I was, actually. Okay. But this one is going to make you not very hungry. No, it's not. Uh, this next one was added by Wolfgang. Okay. And it's to a site called American McCarver. And the title of the article is, It's not a sport when it's on ESPN and you're rooting for vomit. That's true. Um, and the article is basically all about Again, wow, maybe this is uh, maybe we subconsciously pick these themes, right? But this is another example of a network, a major sports network, well, the mm-hmm. the biggest sports network in the world, ESPN. Um, and the the shows that are on there now that aren't really sports, right? Yeah. The hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Um, there's some other ones that she references uh, in the article, but um, you know, the um, it's just interesting how anyway, the article is about um, this this lady Michelle and her kind of kind of disdain for the way the Travel Channel has a uh, travel <laughs> the, how ESPN has kind of changed course and you know there's all these things that are considered sports now that mm-hmm. that weren't you know 10, 15, 20 years ago yeah like I'm flipping on ESPN and seeing poker poker stuff you know which I love I actually like I, if I'm bored I'll watch it poker okay i hate it i hate it seeing it because it's like she says it's not a sport no it's not know? a sport i'm just but i'll I'm watch just it saying. on whatever channel so anyway yeah i, yeah. I get what she's saying here yeah. sure 
There's there. I mean, there's. Jeez, um, I've always had a problem with bowling. bowling. Bowling, you actually use that was movement. the next one. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, but it, my my rule of thumb is that if you can smoke and drink and eat while you're doing the sport, it's not a sport. Not only do that, but encouraged to do so. Right. So smoking definitely darts. You know, come yeah, on, darts. I've seen darts. Darts are darts are technically yeah. a sport. Here's the thing. ESPN's got so many networks now; they got to find programming for exactly. it. Exactly. You know, so they got to start. And sports have seasons; they got to start drudging up other stuff. Yeah, uh, I know. Any place they can find it. Um, so, but the the gist of this article is talking about food eating contests, and yep. they're, they're they're getting into saying like she she sat down to watch. What is this? Uh, is this a burger eating contest? I think it's a yeah, a burger crystal burger eating championship on ESPN, and. Uh, she goes into pretty graphic detail about this, and I didn't realize this, Glenn, but these food eating contests where we're talking about eating hot dogs, eating burgers, and stuff like that, you know, I didn't realize this. And, you know, it was, ep- what is it, episode uh, 19, I think, <laughs> that we talked about your uh, your Gatorade story? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I know what you're, ta- you're going to talk about right here. Because I didn't realize this, that uh, they actually, the contestants that are in these food contests, uh, if there's bread involved, they yeah. actually dip. Yep. said burger or said uh, hot dog into a vat of liquid oh. to take the air out of the bun. It goes down quicker. So that, okay. And then it's less filling and it'll go down quicker. Yeah. Have you ever... My brother and I used to do this thing where we would... Uh, <laughs> this is a little sad. We would get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? Uh-huh. And we would, we would uh, have milk, right? So that's a perfect combination. Peanut butter, jelly, milk. Okay. Yeah. And you'd eat the peanut butter jelly sandwich until you ever get to that point where, like, you, you you're eating the peanut butter and jelly, and it starts to hurt your chest. Yes. Because it's, it's so we do that. Who could yeah. who could like withstand? Like, keep eating and like go, go <laughs> power through. And uh, that's when I just stopped. It hurts. Like, yeah, it's it painful. Does, yeah. One time, God, I love my brother. I'm glad he's coming back in the states. Uh-huh. He um, he, uh, I I actually watched him. Uh, laugh peanut butter out of his nose. <laughs> Our good friend was over, and Ed took a bite of this sandwich. And as just as he's taking his bite, my friend told the punchline of this joke, and he snorted and like out shot peanut butter, and it was chunky peanut butter. So there's like a peanut. Are you sure it was chunky? Oh, I'm was positive. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. No, I'm not, actually I'm not that positive. But either way, he said it was like the most pain he's ever had. Like. Shooting a peanut out of his nose. Yeah, I could see how that would be. That would hurt. <laughs> Sorry. Know, yeah. Tangent there, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. the point of the story. Uh, I know. What you're, so you're dipping the. I know a lot of times they dip the hot dogs like Kobayashi. You mm-hmm. know, the is he, that the hot dog dude? The hot dog dude. The okay. Asian hot dog dude who will dunk yeah. it in water, snap in half, and argh. yeah. So the, yeah. So, so basically, she's describing watching this on ESPN, and they take a burger. This is so gross, man. They take a burger. <laughs> They dumped the whole. Th- they dipped the whole thing. <sighs> Don't no. And they said she said it's like a red. He, his his uh, dunk of choice is some red drink. So that's what made me think about your fruit Gatorade. punch, right? Yeah, his fruit or punch. Fruit punch. Gatorade. He dips it in fruit punch, and then he he like smashes it in his hand into a little ball, and then shoves it down his throat as quick as he can. So. Uh, First of all, it's disgusting. And second of all, why is ESPN I, airing it? And third of all, why is anybody watching this? Like, I'm trying not to problem. puke right now just thinking about that's it. That's the real problem. Why I have is, a, that's my trigger. Red that, punch. That's what that's what I'm I'm wondering about. Mm. Is like why who's Okay, some people are watching this because otherwise ESPN wouldn't be airing it. Well, I I don't know. 
Michelle makes an interesting point in the article that mm. that you know how could a country how how could the the rest of the world not hate us when you know the rest of the world a lot of the world doesn't have enough to eat and here we are cramming you know forty hot dogs in our face in like you know thirty seconds it's a yeah it doesn't make us look very good that's no that's a good it's a good point um and yeah also I don't know I I. I don't think I would watch something like this. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would watch it kind of like you, you're interested in like a train wreck. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't believe this is happening. Type. Yeah, thing. That, I think that's the like thing. if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, subscribe you know what the to Food Network. Should get into <laughs> eating contests. I, I, I'm okay. Hosted with by Gar- Guy Ferraro. Guerrero. Guy Ferrari. Guy Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> People ask why we have the drink of the week first uh, in the show, yeah. and that's that's why, folks. Yeah. So we've got the rest our, of the show goes better. We gotta take our words, we gotta dunk them in the drink, mm-hmm. and then we gotta spit them out. Um. Oh, but one thing I did want one thing I did want to mention was that did we say who this was posted by? I don't think we did. I did. I said Wolfgang. Okay, you yeah. said Wolfgang. Okay, so yeah. shout out to Wolfgang. Very um, nice. I haven't seen him on the podcast before, but I love his avatar. It's a little uh, pit bull, I think. Oh, in a nice. fi- uh, fi- uh, Fiero. Fiero. <laughs> in, a fi- in a fedora. It's a, a pit bull. A pit bull fedora. fiora. Fedora. He says he collects hats and hangovers. Huh. That's cool. Oh, he'd appreciate this show. So anyway. Man, I just can't get over... Like, I, I can almost wrap my mind around dunking hot dogs in water mm-hmm. and eating that. Like, that's okay. I get it. They're mm. kind of encased. Right. In their own thing and yeah. kind of nasty by nature. But a hamburger? beef. Why? Why would you do that with a hamburger? And, like, the the image of that guy just squeezing it in his hand. The red, like, punch just, like, dripping through was about to make me, like, I'm going to toss cookies here. It's not. Ugh. It's terrible. Okay, let's move on. Let's get at it. Let's move on. Come on, come on. Let's go on something else. <clears throat> well, good. Thank God the tax are done. Yeah. That's uh, right. But, yeah, that the subtext this week was, you know. I don't know where I'm going with this. It was all about food and <laughs> television shows and, dis- and discomfort. And yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Well, Brian, mm-hmm. it's that time of the night. Is it? Well, we're getting a little. Uh, we're getting a little feisty. We're getting yeah. a little. You know, we're starting to get a little twitchy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for the hot button topic. That's right. Um, it is time for the hot button topic, and uh, this week, Glenn, I, I, this is funny because you brought this one up actually, and, but I, um, I, I, I had actually, I actually sent this about a week ago to uh, to my buddies Brian and and Ken Williams, and um, because I thought it, this really hit home for me, man. Okay, and this is uh, what what happened was it's very simple. It sounds very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy. Went into the Times Square Guitar Center, and he took his his phone out and he made a thirty second video of what it was like walking around the Guitar Center in <laughs> Times Square. And the art, the title of this article is a spin article. It's been on a lot of publications, but I love this title. It says Times Square's Guitar Center is an ear splitting hellhole. <laughs> um, because do they mean that in a nice way? Yes, I think uh, so. Okay. Um, because what he's saying is is basically like. There's like 20 different guitar solos going on at the same time. (laughs) 
everybody is like, I, I, my buddy Ken, you know, he points out there's this guy in this video that that is just going. He's like standing up and doing like a rock show almost, like in the video. You know, really into his guitar solo or whatever. And I was like saying how it looks like he thinks he's on stage at Madison Square Garden or something like that. And he's really in the, <laughs> I'm the only a few blocks center. away. Yeah. So it's just a terrible, terrible thing. And this this hits home for me because I've always gone into music stores. Like I'm a guitar player. Glenn's a guitar player. I've always gone into music stores and been really irritated by people that are like they crank their amp really loud and they're trying to show off. And most 90 percent of the time, those guys are terrible. And the yeah. other 10% of the time, they're pretty good, but they're not that good. Yeah, they and, just know enough to yeah. turn it up loud. And and so I've always I've always been trying to been really like careful about... When I'm like trying out a guitar or stuff like that, I don't like try to play a guitar solo. Like I, you I know. feel weird. Yeah, it feels it's very, weird. It's very like... Yeah. Uh, what's the... Not voyeuristic, but I guess the opposite of that. Exhibitionist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Glenn and I, Glenn and I are more voyeurs than exhibitionists. Apparently, uh, we're more at home. These private eyes, <laughs> what? The private eyes, watching you, watching you, watching. Uh, anyway, so I don't know how we got there, but we did. Uh, but um, so anyway, the point is, there's always that guy at the at the. There's always that one. There's guy. always that one dude, and I think at the Times Square Guitar Center, this attracts several of those dudes. They're all that dude. Yeah, they're all it's that dude. All those dudes in the one, one room that you don't want. Uh, I was actually just in a guitar center last weekend. I went up to Kansas City to go mm-hmm. to one, and there, there was that the, the you know the the two guys that were there doing that, you know. Yeah. Then, but it was normal because there's like two guys, and you, you can kind of like space it out or whatever. Yeah. But this is like unescapable because the entire store is filled with, you know, tourists and people have come from all over the world. Right. All it's like a convention for these dudes apparently. So. I, I wonder how many. I mean, them. I wonder how many guitars they actually sell. You know, I don't know, like it's a good. You know, I was in there and I was thinking they. This is pretty smart, actually, because okay. my buddy Ken bought. He knew what he was going to get. He showed up there to get it. They have good prices on everything, and the yep. deal is you can show up there. You know, you can buy stuff from these other retailers, but typically the online ones it'll take a few days to get there. So right. the, the the hook is that you can go in and get it that day. Free and it's, shipping, and it's good. It's a good price. Yeah, you know, you walk away with it that day. So. Um, he went in there. He knew what he was going to get, but it was interesting because they offered him that he ended up buying more than that because they had this really good price on some studio monitors. And we kind of talked about it, and I was like, "Well, that's actually a really good price." He was like, "Buy one, get the second one half off." And I checked some other prices, and I was like, "Wow, this is a really good deal." So he went to go buy those. So he got that and a microphone. He spends, you know, he spent a few hundred bucks here. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but they immediately were like, "Oh, we really recommend that you got you get the extended warranty on it. It's yeah. only it's only an extra fifty bucks, you know, and you get two years of coverage and you know, all this stuff. And it's like they give you the discount and then they try to immediately take it right back. And yeah. the, the psychology is it's oh, like I buying get, a car. I just I just got this discount on it, you know, and, and you know, so I can probably afford to just go ahead and get the insurance, you know, even though you don't need it at all. So." Well, but they make you think you need it. Yeah. Well, and that's where they make all their money. You know, their sure. margins probably aren't that great on the actual products themselves. And, um, you know, I know especially the <laughs> thing that he got a, a good price on. Like, I know that their margin on that was pretty probably pretty small. And Yeah. You know, so anyway. I bought I bought my guitar at Guitar Center. Um, uh, yeah, Guitar Center. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, I actually was going to... I was walking out with another guitar. Or, no, I actually bought... This is, what, 12 years ago. So I actually bought a different guitar. Mm-hmm. A tw- <laughs> 
this is and I was I was uh, seven I was eighteen so my I thought I really needed a twelve string guitar oh yeah this is gonna make Brian cringe I bought a twelve string ovation Ooh. <laughs> 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 yep <clears throat> Brian in case you didn't know has a thing against ovation I don't like ovation guitars I don't like them but anyway so I played it and I brought it back. I decided I was going to take it back. And, uh, Good man. Smart on, move. And so I'm, I'm returning it, and I'm actually going to buy a different guitar. As I'm walking out of the room, I see this guitar on the wall. It's like, oh, this is a, a major discount, scratch and dent. So I picked that one up instead, and I love it. So Awesome. Now, yeah. granted, I've outgrown it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready for my next guitar. When are we not always ready for our next guitar? That's true. That's true. That's true. I, I actually just had a buddy who bought a... Ooh, he bought a graphite, like solid uh, graphite guitar. You heard like of these? pencil lead? Yeah, yeah, just like that. You, you okay. click it, and it, yeah. you know the neck gets longer. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's graphite, right? Could be. I don't know. It's supposed to have like this incredible tone, and like you, you hardly ever have to tune them because they just—they're not like wood. They okay. just—they just keep their anyway. Weird. It's really good for, for live sound, I think. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, the point is, is that we're always looking for the next That's guitar. That's true. And he actually, the same friend, has a every time he has he has two daughters, and every time uh, that he a new daughter was born, he bought a guitar. It's um, a good Paul, which I've tried to use. I like that on Lynn, but mm-hmm. she is not having it. I noticed that you have the same guitar, but you yeah, have two daughters. I don't. I don't. Well, maybe so. maybe it'll catch up. Maybe I'll buy two. Two once, yeah. Two once. Two for uh, like two for that one. sale, you know. Buy, yeah. yeah. Buy one get one. I don't know. Yeah. I, I need a new one. Anyway, we're getting have off a, topic. Have a here. Get one. Look, Glenn. I never shop at Guitar Center because I always mm. shop at a store called Mass Street Music here in Lawrence. That's MassStreetMusic.com. That's right. Uh, great store. We will gladly give shout outs to Mass Street. I, yeah, I love Mass Street. I've been going to Mass Street Music since I was twelve years old. They're still an awesome guitar store. I bought my first uh, guitar amp from them mm-hmm. uh, when I was 12 years old or something like that. Hmm. Or my first major guitar amp. I had a guitar amp before that my parents got me for Christmas, but that that was my first major purchase. Nice. Um, the same owner since the 70s. Uh, awesome, awesome shop. Great, you know, great support. Awesome place. A local company. Yeah, local company in Lawrence, Kansas, but they have awesome vintage gear. Like, so if you happen to be a guitar player or something like that, check out Mass Street Music because they have awesome stuff and I, I love going there you probably I, already know about them you probably already do yeah but if you don't <laughs> it's like the gentleman podcast if you don't you should go check them out and um, tell your friends and tell your friends uh, so seriously though they have really great stuff and I buy all my stuff there very so. cool people we know a bunch of people that work there and, well I should yeah. say a bunch and they don't try to upsell you on some kind of mass street insurance policy or anything like no. that they're like don't oh, break yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't Take I mean we'll this. fix it if you Here, break yeah, it we'll fix it just try not just to break don't it. break it don't be stupid don't break it okay that's your insurance policy that's all you need okay. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you know would, would you ever buy another guitar from a different guitar store like would no. you ever buy one from a guitar center musician's friend or because you, you know, kind of have a unique taste in guitar okay so let me I'm gonna tell a personal story Glenn ooh okay oh wow and I love when these come up let me, hold on let me get comfy yeah okay okay I'm comfy there's a store called Sweetwater Music. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call them out by name because this is an exact experience that I actually had. I've heard of Sweetwater. Yeah. So I I called them up about a guitar because they had sold me some other stuff. I had bought some stuff online from them before. And I was looking to buy an electric guitar. So I called 
I called them up and I was looking at one. They had this guitar gallery where they like take real pictures of all your guitars, and you know, one. I found one that I was really interested in and everything like that. Um, and I was talking to the sales guy, and they have a I don't know thirty day or something like that. No questions asked return policy mm. on guitars because it's the deal where you know sometimes you get a guitar, you try it out. They're on the internet. You can't you can't play it in person. So the idea is that you know if you don't like it, if it's not working out for you, you can send it back. Sure. But the point of that is that they know that if you get it to your house, you're probably not going to send it back. Psychology you know? of having it in your hands. Anyway, so I'm talking to this guy on the phone, and I don't remember which sales associate it was, but it really ticked me off because I called him and I was talking to him about it, and I said, you know, so what's the deal with this return policy? If I get the guitar and I really don't like it, I can send it back. And he said, well. Well, yeah. I mean, sort of, but we really can't have people sending very much stuff back, and we really don't want that to happen, and I guess you can send it back, but he was like all... AKA, I'm going to lose my commission if you send well, it back. Well, yeah, basically just being a jerk about it. So I pretty much just got off the phone with him, and that was the last time I ever thought about buying a guitar from there. So um, well, anyway. Yeah, I, I speaking of Sweetwater, I've never bought anything from them, yet somehow... Somehow, I've managed to get a magazine from them. Like, yeah, and yeah. And, and you know, I have a per- personal representative, Brian. Mm-hmm. He's my buddy. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. call me up if I need anything. I've gotten so many calls call, from them. Yeah, I seriously. can't. That, I, that's annoying to me. Seven in the morning. Yeah, I've what? gotten a call really? from Sweetwater. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, what guitar players up? You know what? what good, yes. What, yeah. It's like that quote, uh, you know, the the kid tells his dad, Dad, I want to be a guitar player when I grow up. And the yeah. dad says, yeah, you can't have both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's true. That's a good point. It's a good point. Um, so anyway, uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to air my grievances with Sweetwater. That's all right. We've all been know? burned by Sweetwater. That's right. Yeah. Everybody out there, even people that aren't musicians, get calls from Sweetwater. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I, uh... I've, I've been, never even looked at I an instrument. Pies. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, computer froze up. On anyway, me. moving on, Glenn. That was a hot button topic, apparently, because it got us all riled up. I'm all, I'm all hot and bothered. I am too, Glenn. <laughs> and which is the next good, which is the next this is a good segue Seg- into our our the, the final segment, Glenn, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, every week. Okay, Glenn. For, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Okay. You, you know, Glenn, as well as I do, mm-hmm. that when we started this show, you and I sat down before we started the Gentleman Podcast. Yes. And we agreed to the code of the Gentleman Podcast, which was that when we get a question from the Gentleman Mailbag, we have to on- honestly answer it. Like, whether or not it's embarrassing, right. whether it is humiliating, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whatever, like, we have to answer it honestly. Yes. We can't, we can't evade questions from the gentleman mailbag. We both took the oath. We did. And we agreed to that oath. And so we are going to just, you know, we're just going to let you know. Like, if you ask us a question, we're going to answer it, you know? And, and this is this is one of those questions that, Glenn, I, frankly, I'd like to avoid, but I'm not going to. You can't. I'm going to answer it. You just can't can't you you can't you can't do it um so glenn this this question is uh it's like we're hooked up to lie detectors i know we we have to we're on the hook to answer this as honestly as possible um and that's what we're gonna do um what cheesy love ballad would you be completely ashamed to admit to singing along with every time it comes on the radio glenn what 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 song do you like 
comes on the radio, and if no one's in your car, you kind of look around, and you like crank it up, turn your like roll your windows up, maybe like pretend that you have one of those Bluetooth things in, and like start singing along with the with the song. Yeah, pretend like you're on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you sent me this ahead of time. Yeah, just to prepare me, just so I could get my you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Something you got to think about. Gather, you know. you know, gather myself. Right. And honestly, I have many, many, many guilty pleasures. Okay. When it comes to music, all right. All right. I'm not ashamed to admit that okay. I will sing along to the crappiest music known to man. Okay. I, I you're kind of coughing out there because the point of this no, no, question no, no. is. This is something that you are. You're, this is a song you're totally into, but you don't want to admit to it. Okay. No, no, no. That's. But the, the thing is, is that like, I do this so often. There's no like. Okay. There's no clear cut winner. Th- right. There's no clear okay. cut. I, I'm just gonna give a few examples. Okay. Um. Uh. Gosh, I don't even know the name, but I love the. Take on me. Okay. Take on me. Yep. That's you a good know. One. Um. Right. Uh, I'm on board with that though. Okay. Yeah. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Dude, there's this Christmas song. All right. Uh, wow. Okay. Which one? I don't want to laugh on Christmas. There is just one thing I need. All right. Okay. All gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So, Keep on going. It's not. But I was trying to think of love songs. Love songs. And I. Uh, that's like, um, that's the, the Christmas one's kind of a love song. Love song. Um. Gosh. What? What other? What other? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. That take on me is an like I love that video too. Yeah, the, that's the, great. the music video with mm-hmm. the animation that's really cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Um, so those are two. Yeah, I'll, you know, the, nothing the, else that sticks out to you. There's, love there's, ballads. Love ballads. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, not not off the top. Honestly, not off the top. Like I just can't mm-hmm. think of a love song off the top of my head. I just. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a hook. Like, if yeah. it hooks me, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. All right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, okay, well. Glenn. Well, okay, so that was the Gentleman Podcast. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week for episode, episode 23. Um, <laughs> okay, Glenn. Uh, I'm going to come clean about this because of the oath. We took Wait, the oath. Sorry, I remembered one. Okay. Gotcha. Reese, you're the one that I want. Oh, that's a, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> honey. Yeah, I like that one. I, I like the the Grease theme though. Yeah, Frankie Valley or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, did you were you ever planning on seeing the the movie that came out about the Four Seasons, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons? Uh uh-uh, uh I didn't see it. Is that the one? Is that the one? Is it Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons? Uh, it's one of those uh, groups. Just, know. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, Jersey Boys is the film. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was a musical. I don't know. Musical drama. Okay. Directed by Clint Eastwood. What does that have to do with the Four Seasons, though? It tells the story of the musical group, the Four Seasons. Oh. I thought... Oh, okay. I had no So idea. it's already come out. Okay. <laughs> like anyway. Two months ago. Anyway. All right, Glenn. Now the hero there. <sighs> Brian, it's been building up to this point. Let's <sighs> let's hear it. This is hard to, this is hard it's to okay. say. It's okay. Just let it out. It's so hard to... Just let it out. We're all friends here. <sighs> I would have to go with... Um, okay. I would have to... I was thinking about this question, you know. And like you said, I could say that there's a lot out there. Yeah, I'm not... But yeah. this one, there's this one song. Just one that, song. <laughs> there's this girl. <laughs> there's one song that I was thinking about this question, and it just popped into my mind, and I was like, heck yeah. 
one. And I'm going to have to go with uh, Seal's magnum opus. Uh, Wait, which one is it? A little song called Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from the Rose of the Grave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, that one? That's great. It's sick, you know. Dude. I have so many mid late '90s songs. I know. That I'm ashamed to admit that I, I like. Know, I know. I think it's about. I think it's a time period. It know? is. It is. I was I whatever's was popular in, in, in you love. Remember. Gosh. All right. All right. Rose. All right. I'll one up you. All right. Okay. Gosh. This is gonna be public, right? <laughs> I'll edit it out. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. This is just between you and me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hanson. Oh, dude. I don't know what it was. Like, mm, bop? Yeah. Ah. Oh, it wasn't even a love song. Wow. Yeah. I know. Don't. Paula Cole? I don't even remember uh, Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys oh, yeah. gone? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most people do. Mm-hmm. But not me, because no. I was a child of the 90s. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Kiss from a Rose, man. Oh, that's that a was, great one. Uh, that's a great... And it's I still... Anytime it comes on the radio, I'm like, oh, yeah. It, you know, looking back, it's like the weirdest song ever. It is really Like, weird. structurally, it's so weird. how did it ever get popular? There's nothing... There's no redeeming qualities. Well, you know? there is, though. I mean, He's like, amazing singer. And, yeah, you know, no, like... He is yeah. the redeeming quality, but yeah. the song structure is not... It's really up. Yeah, it's not. Song. It's it's a very it's a very catchy song, though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, didn't he marry like he married some, some supermodel or something? Elle McPherson or Claudia Schiffer or somebody know. like that? He was married to some supermodel. Hey man, I, if you listen to that song, I would have married the guy. I would have been like, all right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's like Billy Joel married Prissy uh, 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 Brinkley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, you just uh, gotta have a song, Brian. Well, or or ten. If I could write a song a like that, I would uh, retire, and yep. uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I do. Oh yeah, I have, I have, I have tons of songs, and I'm just Heidi Klum. See you, Heidi, Heidi Klum. Yes. Well, but um, apparently divorced in 2012. So, well, some lucky man. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think she has any trouble. <laughs> yeah. Finding a but, date. Yeah. So maybe he'll come out with another. Kiss from a Rose mm-hmm. kind of thing. I can under- see. I can understand why he would be able to write Kiss from a Rose. Then you know, if he yeah. was like courting Heidi Klum, you know, I mean, it's got to bring a out Rose some, by any other name. You got to bring. It's got to bring out some some big feelings. That's right. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's got to. It's really uh, like Kiss from a Tsunami. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's gonna gonna make you write some big love songs. That's right. Go big or go home. That's right. And yeah, I think it's like I think it has to do with that time period where like basically your hormones are raging. <sighs> yeah. And so like everything is like more intense and more. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's mine. But Glenn, there's, yes, there's one more question we have to talk about tonight. There is. Uh, yeah, because I talked about this last time. We need to Oops. give people an update. Okay. Um, this is an important one too. Okay. Uh, how was Into the Storm? Was it the worst movie ever or merely terrible? I, 
I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it, but no. I said I would give an update after seeing Into the Storm. Okay, okay, yes. So right. I want to give a quick... It's not oh, that's be, right. Sorry. It's not going to be very long. Okay. It's um, It's going to be... Oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear this, Brian. Just, mm-hmm. just yeah. give it to me straight here. So uh, I would say, you know, the, the question is, is it merely terrible or the worst movie ever? Um, I would say it's somewhere in between. Really? Merely terrible in the worst movie ever? If you had to lean to one side. <sighs> if Say you were only standing on... I would say merely terrible. Okay. I would okay. say merely terrible. Um, there are worse movies? There are definitely worse movies. Okay. Have you um, ever seen Pootie Tang? <laughs> Chris Rock? And, that's uh, probably better. Uh, oh, okay. I love that movie. Into the Storm was a, uh, like a twister knockoff in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute terrible... Uh, you know, it's a special effects powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's like it's all about the special effects, and then like the characters are like kind of just traveling you around to see the different special effects. Basically, is what's going on there, right? And that's you know, I, I think that was a conscious choice by the guy that was making the movie, but uh, it, it just comes off as being very shallow and crappy. I've I've heard that the best part of Into the Storm is the trailer. Yes. If you've seen the trailer, you've literally seen all the best parts of the movie without all the bad acting. Okay, so my favorite part of the movie was the terrible acting of the lead actor. <laughs> Thor and Oakenshield? Thor and Oakenshield. It made, this is interesting because it made me immediately think, man, Peter Jackson must be one heck of a director because this guy, when you see him trying to act in this Into the Storm movie, it's totally unbelievable it's terrible the, i mean granted the, the material is not great but still i mean it, it's it at least add to it somehow it's it's like watching a high school play of about tornadoes <laughs> or something anyway I, i'm gonna get i'm gonna drop it there i'm just gonna say don't go see into the storm go to your local dvd store and go pick up a copy go to walmart mm-hmm. go to the three dollar bin red box the, no, no no oh the three dollar bin in Walmart, okay, three dollar DVDs. You know okay. they have this big barrel. Oh, I of see. Three dollar DVDs. Yes. yes. Dig into the bottom of the yep. barrel. Yep. Keep on scraping. Just mm-hmm. start tossing DVDs out of that barrel until you see Twister. Uh huh. And go buy it for three bucks, and you will not be disappointed. No, that's much better than Into This. That's storm. money in the bank. Yeah. You could, you know, it'll probably appreciate in value. Exactly. Well, and think about the enjoyment that you'll get out of watching that. Every tornado season. Kids, gather around. Exactly. Your kids are going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love the extreme. Oh, man. You'll learn all the lines from the movie, like Glenn and I You'll have. know not to go watch another knockoff in, you know, 20 years later. Exactly. 20 years from now. Exactly. So, I'm just saying. Save yourself the money. Go get some Orville Redenbacher's popcorn in the popcorn aisle. Pick up that $3 DVD, and then go, and you can thank me later. You can, you can send me an email and say, hey, Brian... Tip of the cap to you because I had a great weekend because I watched Twister and had some Orville Rudenbacher's microwave popcorn. There you go. Yeah, I knew. I remember when Twister came out, it was like late spring. It was like spring. Mm-hmm. Right when Twister season starts yep. picking up. And there yep. were all these reports of like people who were in theaters around the country and actually had like tornadoes go over them or something like that. Mm. Anyway, I just remember this. Mm-hmm. And when I went and saw it, when I was in junior high, right? Yeah. Um, and I knew it probably wasn't a good sign when the movie got bumped to late summer when it was released. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about End of the Storm. Yeah. Not a good... If your Not movie's, a good time period. If it's, it's, it'd be like releasing a Christmas movie in February. Right. Not a good... You yeah. don't... Yeah. 
is probably not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Why is it even in the theaters? Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. ship it straight to DVD. Would have been better. No, Could have anyway. saved, some, saved some people some time. Say that much. Well. But it got me into the theater. <laughs> Didn't get me into the storm, but it got me into the theater. Well. So, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, pass on into the storm. And do not pass on Twister. Or Old Chub. Or Old Chub. The Scottish ale that we're drinking. The Scotch ale that we're mm. drinking. At least tasty. Or Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Excellent song. Stop laughing at me. You know what? Any song. You know what? Who are we to judge? If you like that song, you go ahead and sing it. That's right. You know, roll those windows down. That's right. Okay? You're That's in the right. car. Who cares? I'm proud of listening to Seal's Kiss from a Rose. This, you should be, Brian. Listen, I am. It's, 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 it tells a little bit about you. Exactly. Right? It does. Time periods, whatever. Go ahead. Roll the windows yeah. down. Let people know. That's right. Let yeah. people know that Mariah Carey's back. Mm-hmm. Or at least at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, that was episode uh, 22, Glenn. Number the, the, the double deuce. The double deuce. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Uh, well, uh, anyway, um, so but episode number twenty three is coming up right around the corner. Right, the, uh, next week, the double no no. It's like the, the Michael Jordan of episodes. Oh, you know, greatness. Yeah, the the, the great one. Mm-hmm. No, that's Kresge. That might be asking a little bit much. But air gentleman. I will say, air gentleman. There you go. I will say that maybe next episode it's football season, college mm. football season. We might have a couple of football related things to talk really? about. It's next next episode next week. That's college football season. Okay. August twenty okay. eighth is the start of the season. Basically, gosh, what's today? The twenty the twenty. Oh my gosh, it's nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that out loud. We recorded <clears> this <throat> on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this on Friday the uh, the twenty third. It's eight a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, episode twenty three. So we're gonna talk about a little bit of maybe get a little college football action there mm. a little bit just mm-hmm. to start off the season, just to kick it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's 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 just a little teaser for next next week. Okay. But uh, and I'll be uh, I'll be listening to Kiss from the Rose uh, over the next week or so. I'll send you a CD, Glenn. With Great. That. Yeah. I won't be listening. Uh, mixtape. I'll give you a mixtape with uh, I won't be some love songs Hanson. on it. Yeah. <laughs> You can, we'll, yeah, I'll mixtape. We'll make her. We'll, we'll make a gentleman Please mixtape. Don't send me love songs. No, no, no. <laughs> Get you a gentleman mixtape with love songs on it, and then we'll yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay, so maybe we'll report back on this. The gentleman mixtape. Oh, I'm really glad that you can mixtape. that you can make it at home. Um. So anyway, Glenn. On that note, hmm. uh, um. <laughs> I'm Glenn Stansberry, and I'm Brian McKinney. Thanks for listening to the Gentleman Podcast. We will see you next week for episode 23. Have a good night, everybody. We love you very much. Drive safe. <laughs>